Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the OA News Overtime Podcast. We're here. Adam Cole is looking for his keys. If you think it's a mess at the Auburn football program, <laughs> wait until Adam. you get to Adam Cole's Mazda. Oh, there's an alarm. Carrie Osip's alarm. It's chaos. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a long night, she says. It's going to be a long night for a lot of people. Adam's here. Adam's looking for his keys. I'll look for him more in a bit. No, 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 no. No, you do you. I want to. I'm, I'm giving you some play-by-play. Auburn uh, lost to LSU. Uh, it's bad, man. Uh, brother, there are some telling stats that we could reel off. You know them all by now. Um, go out. What's up? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's got he, his keys are here because it pushed to started. But yeah, we had to find them. But there they are. We found them. We found them. We found them. Well, that was a win for some of us, Carrie says. Thank you, Carrie. Carrie Osip of WTVM. Uh, uh, Our assistant producer. Uh, yeah. Just like <laughs> podcast. Of the St. Louis Post. Uh, podcast producer. We're, uh, uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, the last five SEC games, Auburn has had a double-digit lead and blown it. Yeah. And it's really bad. And uh, let's see, eight out of the ten, Brian Harson's coached ten SEC games. Eight of them, they have scored seven or less second-half points. Once seven, oftentimes three, oftentimes six, twice zero. Uh, Three times zero. 30% of these ten games, they have scored zero second-half points, Um, which I think was the Ole Miss win last year, and then uh, uh, Missouri and and LSU this year, uh, which is what you call regression. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man. I I wrote the column I wrote because um, I mean, there's there's no sense beating this dead horse. This, this horse is dead. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 I think you know I I wrote what I wrote, just saying uh, Auburn people will move forward. Um, they can and they will, and uh, everything's gonna be all right. Um, but but Adam, I mean, the writing was on the roll, and now it's pretty pretty cut and dry um as we speak what is it it's a little bit after midnight uh, in the parking lot 23 in the morning it's 12 23 october 2nd he's not fired yet uh could it happen on if you're, you're gonna ask us right could it happen on sunday i possibly would they keep going i don't know uh they I, look here's the thing man most people who hear some stuff they hear some stuff but three people only three people know uh, the only three people are gonna know, or less. It's a very small uh, room, and uh, could it happen after? Could they wait until the Georgia beatdown to do it? Yeah, they could. Um, could they be trying to hammer in an athletic director and then do it after? So it's that person's call. I doubt it, but but maybe. Um, I guess Adam, we talked about. Uh, we posted your story about uh, his his contract details. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Has anything come to come to your mind um, about that? And just about it's kind of it's you know there's not much to say because it's just pro rate, right? right. Or what do you call it? What do you call yeah, that? Prorated. 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 He yeah. basically uh, the way Harson's contract is structured, it, it's pretty similar actually to Gus Malzahn's in the fact that like he is owed um, he's owed seventy percent of his remaining contract from the date of its termination. Malzahn was owed seventy five. Um, but the interesting stipulation is it, it's something that I've, I've meant to look at a little further, but as I understand it, it's not common in coaching contracts. But um, at, at least for the last two Auburn football coaches, both of them have had phrasing in their contracts that basically clarifies 
like there there is nothing that can change this buyout payment if you are fired without cause. Um, which unless Auburn had some reason to fire Brian Harson with cause, which it doesn't really seem to have, and and if that was to be the case, that would be news to everyone. Right. Um, but uh, so basically, um, from whenever he is fired. Um, it would it would he would be owed seventy percent of what's remaining, regardless of if he got a new job, because um, usually what right, happens, right. you know, so it, yeah, like right. like like it happened with Kevin Steele recently with mm-hmm. Tennessee, where mm-hmm. Tennessee hired him for a minute, and like that was a gift to Auburn for like five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, um, and I guess Gene Chizik was the same way when Chizik got a different job a couple years later. Mm-hmm. It cut into what Auburn was paying him, but that's not going to happen. Right, right. And so as I understand it, uh, if we're talking about the hypothetical of, you know, you wake up at some point this week and Auburn decides Brian Harson is no longer uh, next week. running its football program. Well, this week in particular, sure. I think the number is $15,872,000 that he would be owed. I think it's 50% of that comes within the first month. And then after that, it's split up into four annual payments, equal annual payments. Um, and so, uh, I think that number is somewhere around 40 million in buyouts to the last, well, no, it'd be a little lower than that actually. Um, but just a lot of money to, to coaches who have, uh, parted ways with Auburn. Uh, now here's the thing though. He's owed, when you fire him, he's owed 70% of the money you owe him. Mm-hmm. As long as he's employed, he gets hundred percent of the money he's owed. This is true. So he gets seven, he's getting a hundred, he's getting 30 cents to every dollar. To be a lame duck coach. Yeah. Who we all know is going to get fired. So, I mean, you're saving 30%, you're saving 30 cents on the dollar to just do it. Now, you have to pay, I guess, your but interim. You gotta pay, I mean, you got to pay all Pay your interim coach more, I guess, anybody yeah. you bring on there, more. There, there's so much short term cost to all of this. And it's, it's a, you know, it'd be, it's a really interesting exercise to, to maybe sit down and look at the, the pros and cons of all of this because, yeah. If if he's gone now, you get a jump start on your head coaching search, and you know there's positives to that, sure. But um, and recruiting, here's the thing: that recruiting. Well, we'll circle back, but recruiting that December signing period. Yes, that would also be pretty big because at the same time, you know, I'm I'm just I'm sure that there's a lot more that can be coordinated if you're you're on to the next chapter, so to speak. But there's a lot of short term. There's a lot of money in the short term that would sure. that would have to be spent to get all this done. And so I'd imagine there's some holdup to that. You know, surely probably got um, cross some T's and dots and I's, the money's, the money's there. Right. Yeah. I mean, the money, the money will always be there, um, for sure. But, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, I guess just an interesting discussion of with, and that, that, that number, uh, that he'd be owed only goes down, uh, you know, pretty marginally. Um, right. It's, it's weird. Cause Scott Frost had that thing where it's Scott, like, Oh, if Scott they Frost was like a hard line, like if he was fired before this date, it was 15 million. And then I think, I think actually, funny enough, if he would have been fired like today, uh, October second, I think it goes down to seven million. If I'm right, right, right. Um, and it was so, a huge, it was a huge amount of money right. that they were like, "Wow, we can't wait three weeks." And right. I'm like, "Jesus!" I mean, if that doesn't tell you that the money's always there, that uh, uh, it, what it means is that the money's always there. Yeah, and it's just, and it's a tax write off, mm-hmm. and it's that's uh, I don't know, but yeah. So it's I I don't know as far as as far as the future of of. Harson in the program and Harson being here, it's, it's, uh, you know, if you look into it enough, you can kind of figure out just where all it would go. And, and again, like, I mean, the number, the number, hypothetically, if Harson stuck around until the end of the regular season, um, I think that number would be approximately like 15.3 million and right. it would still be the largest buyout 
um, that any head coach has been given who has been terminated this right. year to this point. And Scott Frost was given a $15 million buyout, you know. Yeah. So um, a lot of money in, the, in, I guess, the national sense. But like you say, I mean, you know, if people want to make the change, the money will be there. Um, and, yeah, it's just – I don't know. Tonight was weird. Tonight's just weird because there's – I would say if you're looking at it from a purely game perspective, there's a lot more um, – the word positive feels weird, and I don't want to... Sure, they competed. Well, and, and sure, they're always going to compete, but, uh, you know, Robbie Ashford threw the ball, for the most part, pretty well. He didn't take care of it as well as you want your quarterback to, but right. he threw it pretty well, better than any quarterback, at least statistically, has thrown it to this point this season. The defense continues to, like, show that it can keep them in games, and, of course, you know, we talk about the second half. None of None of what I just said really matters if you can't figure it out in the second half and it's such a it's such a weird thing because uh Nathan King at 24-7 asked a really good question after the game um just kind of about that streak of 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 you know blowing the lead and and he said you know is there anything that you can connect from all those or is it you know the players said it's all execution and he's like is it as simple as that and Parson was like you know I I wish I you know people want a bigger you know more complex answer than that but that's really what it boils down to and I will say yeah like to an extent yeah he's he's not wrong but at the end of the day when that's the answer so many times like you know it's funny just how like what is it what is it about the execution is it are you guys well, he's never answered he hasn't answered a question like right, that since right, he's been here right right and so it's you know it's it's funny last week he or I guess it's two weeks ago now he says you know in his weekly press conference that you know, we're not in the meetings. And yeah. he's not wrong about that, but it, it's, you know, to be a fly on the wall would be interesting because you wonder how much of a of a lack of change there is, uh, how much of a square peg going into a round hole there is. I think one of the LSU players tonight said that when Auburn got down into the red zone, they ran the play the same play six times is, is what he said from his view. And, of course, that's his view. But, yeah. but, you know, he said basically, I think it was, oh, gosh. No. I think it was Ashford's interception. Sure. He said he knew what was coming because they'd right. run it like, you know, six times. I think Bennett said it best was, you know, that uh, timeout, that inexplicable timeout and inexplicable fade. Right. <laughs> Low percentage fade. Uh, Would have loved to have been in that meeting. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Hell? Some of it just that was dog water, dude. That was bad. Well, and the fourth and ten. Yeah, the fourth and ten just, you know, it's. And, and listen, and. The right before halftime, like yeah, I was saving my time out so I can give LSU more chance to score. I will, say, I will say that like for what it's worth, I don't blame him for trusting his defense before halftime, and that that penalty call is just well, it could bite you in the ass, and this I time mean, it bit and, him in the ass. And it, it did, it, and it, it does it, often it in the rear, and it it does, and I think a lot more times it's it's less so, you know. I don't know. I don't think it was necessarily the wrong call to trust his defense, but. Obviously, like as you said, it bit him in the rear. And the, and the flag is, you know, it's just it's a it's a case of luck. And of course, you know, last week we see the luck the luck went Auburn's way last week. You know, they, it wasn't necessarily that they, you know, outperformed yeah. Missouri or out executed them or any of that. You know, they got a penalty, they got to get that second field goal. Right. Um, you know, that the missed field goal, and then, you know, of course yes. it's it's not even a forced fumble, it's a slip at the end zone. And tonight, you know, um, to to LSU's credit, to whatever extent they didn't they didn't have those sorts of mistakes, and of course you you know when when you're not catching those breaks, it makes it a lot harder to win. And so um, I forget where we even started, but it's just you know there's some of those things. It's, it's just the 
You wonder. You wonder. Adam, what did we talk about last night? Auburn High, Opelika, big rivalry game. Talked about second half adjustments. <laughs> 21 to 13, Opelika leads, Auburn High with a big fake field goal. Tie game, 21 21 mm-hmm. at halftime. Mm-hmm. What happened in the second half, Adam? Right, they blew it open. Yeah. What, 44, 51, 27, yeah. something like that? And. Um, it's, a, it's a credit to coaching. It, it is. It is. And it's also, I mean, it's a credit to, you know, we just talked about it, but the momentum at, at the half. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, the momentum at the half was sure. so huge. And, of course, LSU but took that momentum. He, he's got, the, the you've, got, you've got talent that can gain a lead. Absolutely you do. No. You're telling me you don't have talent to keep a lead? I don't disagree with that at all. <laughs> what are we right. doing here? Well, and, and especially tonight, too, because, I mean, you see, you see with Ashford, they abandoned – they talked about they talked about it all offseason. They wanted yeah. to run the ball. They wanted to be ground and pound and right. yada yada and all this. Tonight, they stayed in it in the first place with the defense. But offensively, sure. what allowed them to generate was Robbie Ashford. And I would say it was Robbie Ashford's arm. You know, right. I, I need to go back and look at the numbers, but I don't think anyone had a stellar night on the ground necessarily. There were no. there were a few pretty good chunk plays, but you know, it, it, those weren't consistent. It wasn't like they were, you know, running it on first and second and then breaking it open with the play action or anything like that. It was, it, it was, it was the passing game. And so, you're right. They've got things that can keep them in it. They've got things that can, you know, sway it, keep them in it. And it's clearly, you know, like we said, it comes down to execution, and, and they aren't doing it. And you know, I guess we're not in the meetings to to know <laughs> the answers why they aren't doing it, but. Um, I sure would be intrigued to be in there. The fine, persistent people of Auburn, as I put it, uh, have put up with a lot um, and put up with, with more than uh, – I remember after the Georgia State game last year, I said the secret's out, you know. And, and a lot of people didn't like that. They didn't want to hear it. Uh, I was like, man, this isn't going good. You, got, it went, it went, you have no excuse to be, to be close to um, – with, with, with the Georgia State or San Jose State, any of those teams, um, you know, you say, oh, Gus left the covered bear. They didn't leave the covered that bear. It's coaching. It comes down to coaching. It comes down to coaching. It comes down to failures in the coaching office. It comes down to maybe not spending enough time. It comes down to spending your time on the wrong thing. Um, it comes down to thinking you're doing right and not, not making adjustments. And, uh, and, and ultimately, that's, that's where it is. And the, the people of Auburn were patient. Uh, through Georgia State, they were patient. Through Mississippi State last year, the worst thing I've ever seen in Jordan-Hare Stadium, and it, it remains that way. Forty unanswered points. Um, and they were patient through a lot, but but patience is out, and uh, I have no no hesitation or trepidation, Adam, on on calling this a lame duck coach who's who's going to get fired, and it's just a matter of. The only thing holding this thing up is is what's going on with the athletic director as well. Um, so we'll we'll see what they what they choose to do and how they cross T's and dot I's. Um, but uh, this was you know what this wasn't even a surprise because the same symptoms but the same failures. Right, and that's it. Yeah, no, there's there's only so much you can talk about with with this game. But you're right, it's. it's however, however much things can change, they they seem to remain the same. Yeah. <laughs> but the Auburn people uh, showed out. They were here again. They'll be here again. Um, I was, I was, I was impressed. I remember going in the fourth quarter. The students had a ball. I'm glad they had a, a, a close night game uh, to, 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 to celebrate and get rowdy together. And uh, and and the Auburn people will move forward. 
Um, so we're, we'll be on watch. We'll be, you know, waiting and seeing just like everybody else and, and finding out what we can find out. Um, but, uh, until then, until a change is made, like Brian said, you know, he's going to be the coach going into Georgia. So, uh, that's what we got. Uh, so that's, that's, that's where we'll be. So anyway, I guess we'll get out of here. Um, Georgia, Georgia, Auburn, two thirty. Sanford Stadium. In Athens. It's gonna, it's not gonna be pretty, but we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we found Adam's keys. And uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone.